and welcome to Is It Dad Rock Yet? My name is Martin and with me as always is Steve. Hello. This week, Martin, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're doing a, a rap of the year 2000. A rap as in like, uh, as in Spotify rapped, not a rap as in you're going to start spitting some lyrics at me. No, I'm going to start spitting some lyrics at you. Just call me, call me Snoop Steve. Mm, never. No, it's like a Spotify rap because I was about to rap and I decided... No, don't do that, Steve. <laughs> you thought right. I couldn't think of anything to say anyway. Okay, so big fat quiz of the year 2000. That's what we're going to start with. Okay, cool. Sounds like a plan. I've got a few questions. I've got it, I've got it written down as five questions, but I think in reality it's more like 20. I just need to say these, these questions are all based around episodes that we've done, not necessarily from the year 2000, so any band could be in there uh, from, from, you know, from the episodes that we've done. Just need to make that clear. So, let's start. Question one. Which band has the most monthly listeners on Spotify? So, I am guessing... So, does that mean that you actually went onto Spotify and typed in all 20, like, 25 bands or whatever it is? That is correct. Well, you knew them already, didn't you, probably? Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't actually do that. I, uh, I checked a few, which I knew would be up there. Okay, so, my thought... Well, I'm going to say Blink-182 um, is probably definitely going to be up there, and... I would probably say like Marilyn Manson's going to be quite popular as well. And Rage. Marilyn Manson? I think so. No, not anymore, obviously, now that you've reacted like that. so. But Disturbed are terrible, but they've got a big fan base. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go Blink-182. I think that's got the most listeners. And if it's not... Oh, and then if it's not that, it's... No, because I'm pretty certain Blink-182's got 15 or something like that. Million, obviously. Slipknot's got about... Eight or nine. Rage, I don't think I'll have that many. I'm going to go Slipknot. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, Blink. Okay, so you were saying in all the episodes that I love the numbers on Spotify, but clearly you also love the numbers on Spotify. Was I, was I right with a few of them? <laughs> yeah, you was. Yeah, with a few of the like Slipknot having around 8 million or whatever you said. And uh, Blink-182 having like around 15 million, so they've got 16 million. But you are quite far off with your answer. So Blink have got 16 million. And Lincoln Park have got 25.5 million. Lincoln Park have got the, the most listeners for a band that we've done an episode on. Jeez. And they're still, they're not a band anymore, are they? No. Well, I guess they're not actually, they've not broken up officially, but I can't imagine they'd carry on without Chester. Yeah, well, I did see something about him saying, you know, like, oh, would they ever do it with a, you know, like a hologram or whatever? And they were like, no, we're not doing that ever. Yeah, that'd be weird. Like, just a hologram of Chester. And then the rest of the band's real people. I, I bet they do it where it's like people do a tribute to Chester. But then it'd be weird having Mike Shinoda as being... You know what I mean? It'd be a little bit odd. I think it'd be cool, but a bit odd. Right, shall we move on to question two? Yep. Which album has the longest duration? Well, Mudvayne. Is that your final answer? Well, Rage have got quite a lot of... They've only got like 10 tracks on the self-titled album, I think. But they're all sort of five, six minute long. But then Mudvayne have... Yeah. Yeah, Mudvayne. So Mudvayne, LD50, has got one hour and eight minutes. It was the joint second longest album. But not the first longest album. Slipknot? No. Well, Slipknot, the 10th anniversary is actually the longest album. That's an hour and 18 minutes, but it doesn't count because it's got all the like the bonus tracks on it. So the original Slipknot is actually just an hour. The answer is Limp Biscuit, 
chocolate starfish, hot dog flavoured water, an hour and 14 minutes. Really? I don't think I've ever got to the end of that album. I think I've lost interest every time. You know, I'd have to start listening to it at like track eight to, to get to the end. When we listened to it in, you know, for the episode, I think towards the end of the album, it was like, I do not remember any of these songs. I don't think I ever got that far into the album. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Next question is, is it's, it's a series of questions. I'm going to name a band member and I want you to tell me what band they're in and what they do. Okay. Okay, first one. Tom Morello. Guitarist, Rage. I'll give you it, that is correct, but it's actually Rage Against the Machine, so... Next one, Abe Cunningham. Abe Cunningham. Um, I'm just looking at my list, looking at my... Who could be called Abe? Don't really know. Do, do you want to pass? No, I'm going to guess. The thing is, you know, when I see all these bands, I'm like, well, it's definitely not that band. Well, I don't think it's that band. I don't know, Crazy Town. Uh not a singer, I don't know, drummer. He's a drummer, that is correct, but not for Crazy Town. Abe Cunningham is the drummer for Deftones. Oh, fair enough. I didn't know that, obviously. You're, well, you're either going to know him or you're not going to know him. Well, this is it, yeah. Next one, Charlie Paulson. Is it Goldfinger? That is correct. Do you know what he does? Guitar. Well done. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Good. <laughs> he is the only other original member of Goldfinger, as well as John Feldman, Next one, Jim Ward. No idea. I'll go Offspring. I'll go Offspring. Well, you think that's uh, Noodle's real name? Yeah. Jim Noodle's Ward. <laughs> no, you're wrong. No, it is at the driving. Right. And he is the guitarist. That isn't Omar. Okay, next one. Next one is Brian Keith Holland. That's Dexter. That is Dexter. And singer, guitarist. For what band? Uh, Offspring, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well done, correct. Okay, you ready for the next one? I am. Next one is Ryan Martini. He is the bassist of Mudvayne. That is correct. Well done. Also known as Rhino or whatever. <laughs> okay, next one is Craig Satari. Is it the bassist from Sick of It All? That is correct. Well done. I always remember it because he's just called Craig, and I think that's a weird name for someone. But Yeah, Craig's not a weird name for anyone. No, I know it's not, but in my head it is. Weird. Next one, Adam Carson. Drummer from AFI. Yep, well done. You only knew that because he uh, drummed for Tiger Army, right? Yep. <laughs> okay, John William Lowry. I'm pretty confident with this one. I think it's John Five from Marilyn Manson. That is correct. Yes. And now of Motley Crue. Yeah, randomly. Well, it's not random at all, is it? But but yeah, I didn't think you were going to get that one because, you know, John Five, whoever cares about his real name. No, I think I just know it from, you know, when you just read it somewhere like that, Lowry, I just, I don't know. But you know, when you read one name and for some reason you remember it forever. Yeah, it sticks in your head. Next one. Next one and last one. David Sandstrom. Ugh. Refused? That is correct. Do you know what he does? Bass. Oh, drums, close. Drums. Yeah, drums. <laughs> close. <laughs> what, I was in like, in proximity. He stands near the drummer. The rhythm section. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so that's all the band members. Well done. I think you did quite well there. You got you got most of them. There was a couple you didn't get. Next one is that I'm going to give you a lyric, and I just want you to tell me which band sings it. And as a bonus point, you can tell me what song it is if you know what song it is, okay? Yeah. Here we go. If I had a perfect day, I would have it start this way. Open up the fridge, and then have a tall boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way you read them. Um, it's One Fine Day by Offspring that is correct well done 
extra point on the song name. Oh, yeah. If I had a perfect day, I would have it start this way. Open up the fridge and have a tall boy. Yeah. This one might not be as easy. There's no use to fight this wrenching tourniquet of deprivation, obedience, subservience, leads to substance. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> All right, can we just cut that and just have that you saying that over and over? Give it to me. Give it to me. It's um, minus one or negative one by Mudvayne. Oh, really close. It's Mudvayne, but it's internal primates forever. Ah, oh, bollocks. Okay, next one. I've been waiting my whole life for just one fuck. All I needed was just one fuck. How can you say that you don't give a fuck? Disturbed, isn't it? That is disturbed. Is it Stupefy? It is Stupefy, well done. So you're free for free on this one, Martin. Thank you. Okay, last one. So who's in charge in here? Barking out loud so clear. Because I'd really like to meet him. I'm going to say it's like Deftones, because I don't know. Close, it's at the driving. It's Ark Arsenal. Yeah, it's going to be one of them. So who's in charge in here? Out so clear. Really like to meet him. Well done. Three out of four ain't bad. Go on then, what's, uh, what's the next ones? So this is kind of like the final round. So I'm going to name a song, and I want you to tell me how many listens it's had on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I just want you to I just want you to tell me what the band is and what album it's from. So you ready? Snakes. Pass. I don't know. Oh really? Oh, I thought you'd be I thought you'd get that one. It's Papa Roach Infest. Ah, oh, fucking hell, of course it is. Okay, next one. Mayday. Amen. We have come for your parents. Well done. Hemoglobin. Uh, placebo. Black market music. Very well done. Next one is I'm Down. Mm, I don't know this one. So I am going to... I'll give you a clue. Go on, yeah. It's the first track on the album, and the chorus says, I'm down, and you're killing me. Goldfinger, Stomping Ground. Very well done. And last one. I'm pretty confident you'll get this one. Girl Fixer. Distillers. It is Distillers, yeah, well done. I think it's the one song that I quite like because it had the, uh, the, the bassist singing as well. That was good, I enjoyed that. 
yeah, it's the end of a big fat quiz of the year 2000. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to move on to another question I've got you for you, which is, I basically called it Make a Band. So what I want you to do is create a band by telling me which band and album you thought had the best drums, the best bass, and the best vocals. But we're only using the albums from the year 2000. So if a band released an album, say, in 2005, that had, like, an amazing drum track, but the drums on the, year, on the album from the year 2000 were just a bit okay, you can't choose that drummer, okay? Okay. So the, the band I'm thinking of, actually, is Alexis on Fire, whose drummer changed in one album and got insanely better. So you might think, oh, they've got a great drummer. But actually, was the drums great on this album? So here we go. Which band do you think is the best drums? I'll tell you mine first. I think the best drummer is the drummer from Refused, David Sandstrom. And the reason why is that his beats are just a little bit different and they just bring quite a bit of interest onto the album. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the entire sort of sound of Refuse is very different, so it makes sense that the drums are a big part of that as well. Who are you going to choose? I was sort of talking, because there's no one... I mean, like, Mudvayne drummer, he is good. Um, so is Slipknot, obviously. But I don't know if I really like them. I don't know. It's a really difficult one. I really struggled with the drummer. Um, so I'd probably go either At The Drive-In or Deftones um, for me. I think they... You know, really stand out. Even though I'm not a massive fan of the band, I can appreciate that. I think they're, they're they're really good drummers. As I've recently found out, you know, one's called Abe Cunningham, so best mate. One thing about Abe is that his 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 style stands out. Like I think if you listen to a Deftones song you know it's Deftones through the drums, whereas if you listen to an At The Driving song, you know it's At The Driving through the guitars. Yeah, and I think, we, if I remember rightly, when we did the Deftones episode, we actually called out on some of the drum bits, and I don't think we've particularly done that in any other bands that we've listened to, or albums, sorry, that we've listened to. So the fact that we're calling it out, how his drums have sort of added so much to it, you know what I mean, it kind of speaks volumes. And who did you think was the best bassist, or had the best bass? So I've gone with Sick Of It All, and I've gone with Craig because he's got a nice, big, fat, chunky bass sound and he's just got some awesome riffs. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think I'm torn again. I can, I'm supposed to choose one band, but I'm struggling. So Mudvayne bassist, Ryan, a.k.a. Rhino, um, technically insane, absolutely fantastic and very, very skillful um, bassist. However, sick of it all, it's the sound is just so good. Um, just such a meaty bass, so I'd probably have to go sick of it all as well. Yeah, it's not necessarily about the technical skill of no. the musician, is it? It could be about it's about the feel and the way that the, the their parts sort of serve the song. Whereas for me, I, I don't ever remember listening to like Mudvayne and thinking, "Oh, that bass is amazing." The only thing I can really think of is the bom 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 of Dig. And again, I think we, when we did the Mudvayne episode, we didn't call out the basses. When we did Sick of It All, we were like, the bass sound is amazing. So, you know, that's why we chose it. <laughs> 
which band do you think has got the best guitars? So I put guitars here, not just single guitarist or, you know, two guitarists you've got to choose from. It's just what guitars uh, did you think were the best? And I've gone with At The Driving. It's mainly Omar's parts, so I've kind of just contradicted what I said, but I just really love the way his lead parts kind of really bring character into the song. They're just a bit different and uh, just really interesting, and that is why I've chosen Omar. So I've chosen Rage Against the Machine. The the riffs are absolutely fantastic and I think they contribute to the actual sound and style of Rage. So obviously it's Zach's vocals and his sort of melodies that he comes out with, but it's just as much as that. It's also the riffs and the guitars. Um, you know, when he's moved on so much so that when they've moved on to different bands, it's pretty much just Rage with a different singer. The the guitars have just stayed, stayed true, really. So, um, yeah, and all them riffs on the album are, are absolutely... Uh, Awesome. The best vocals, Martin. Who do you think's got the best vocals? Rage for the actual lyrical content and the melodies, like I just mentioned with Zach, but also I'm torn between that and the sick of and sick of it all singer because of his voice and the overall sort of power that it comes along with it as well. Um, so if I really had to choose, I'd probably go for Zach, um, but Sick of it all, singer. Close second. Yeah, actually, now you've mentioned Lou, I completely forgot how great Lou is as a vocalist. So he's definitely up there on the list, but I have also gone with Zach from Rage just because of his lyrics, the power, the emotion, and I think he's probably one of the best frontmen in the world. And previously he said about Tom starting different bands and they just basically rage against the machine without Zach. I don't think anything Tom's done is any good without Zach. So I think Zach really is the star power in Rage Against the Machine and that's why I've chosen him. Yeah, Zach going? He's like one day as a lion. I think he's got like uh, some songs on Spotify, and they're all really awesome as well. Okay, cool. So before we move on to the awards section, our guest last week was Andy from the band Lull. He said that we're going to be releasing some new music very soon, and they are. So they're releasing three new tracks on the 20th of December. And here is a clip of one of their songs, Wrong Side.
Okay, Martin, it's time to move on to the awards. I'm sure all the winners of these awards will be super excited, but for logistical reasons, we're not able to get any of the winners on the episode with us. We did contact them. They did say yes, but time differences and their schedules and our schedule, it just, it just didn't work out. So, without further ado, here we go. The first award we're going to give out tonight is, or today, whenever you listen to this podcast, it is for the worst lyrics. So the worst lyric award. And the nominees are At The Driving, Mudvayne, Disturbed, and Limp Biscuit. And the winner is... Disturbed! So here's some examples of their... Terrible lyrics. Well, here we go again. Get up. A little something for your ear hole. Get up. Bearing a part of my soul again. Get up. Disturbed in the house, we're dropping the plates. I take it back. They're fantastic, Steve. Fantastic lyrics. Okay, so that brings us on to the next award, which is the award for the best lyrics. And the nominees are Sick of It All, With Yours Truly, Alkaline Trio, Maybe I'll Catch Fire, Rage Against the Machine, Self-Titled, and Refused, The Shape of Punk to Come. So the winner for the best lyrics award is... Rage Against the Machine. I think we've already said it, haven't we? But, you know, Zach's lyrics are, you know, second to none. And I think they're still relevant now as they were 20-odd years ago, 30 years ago. Okay, our third award is for the worst artwork, Martin. I'm pretty sure you'll agree with some of these nominees. So here they are. We've got Goldfinger with Stomping Ground, Sick of It All with Yours Truly, Rage Against the Machine with Renegades, and Mill and Colin with Pennybridge Pioneers. And let's find out who's going to take the gold. The winner is Goldfinger with Stomping Ground. Just a terrible uh, cover, isn't it? It's sort of like badly... It looks like it's like badly edited and everything. It's, just, it's not a good album cover. It's just, it's just got too much going on. And it doesn't really have a focus. It's, it's just a bit weird and... Like Slapdash. So moving on to the next award, we have nominees nominees for the best (laughs) artwork. So we've got AFI, The Art of Drowning, Deftones, White Pony, Rage Against the Machine, Self-Titled, and Slipknot, Self-Titled. And the winner is... (laughs) AFI, The Art of Drowning. Yeah, I, I was torn between this one and White Pony, to be honest. But I like the simplicity of White Pony. But The Art of Drowning has just got... The theme of that artwork is just, like, so on point for the band that it's just... It's hard to say it wouldn't win. Yeah, when you look at the album and then listen to AFI, like, AFI sounds exactly what you would think from looking at that album. Okay, our next award is all about the album that gives the best nostalgia... And the nominees are Papa Roach, Infest, Limp Biscuit, Chocolate Starfish, and the Hot Flog, Hot Flog, Hot Dog Flavored Water, 
Slipknot, self-titled, Marilyn Manson, Hollywood, and Rage Against the Machine, Renegades. I was surprised that Renegades was in there and not self-titled, but that came up on the scores, so... The winner is... Limp Biscuit with the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavoured water. Although, just the first half of the album. The rest, not nostalgic at all. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy, isn't it? How, like, that album's got so much nostalgia, but then, like, it's only for, like, the first eight tracks. Yeah, because, to be fair, there's, like, quite a lot of singles in the first half of the, the album, I feel. Um, you know, that was actually released. A good sort of two or three songs in the first half. So you've got, what, My Generation, Rolling, My Way. They're all within the first seven tracks. So the next couple of awards may answer a question that we have never actually asked. Is it Dad Rock yet? So the nominees for the most Dad Rock award are Linkin Park with Hybrid Theory, Papa Roach with Infest, Disturbed with The Sickness, and Limp Biscuit with a Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavoured Water. And the winner of the most Dad Rock Award is... Disturbed with a Sickness. And that is such a Dad Rock album. Yeah, definitely. It's like the way the dress, the way, the song, the like lyrical content, the sound of the music as well is very just rock, isn't it? Um... Yeah, it's it was bad then, it's bad now. It's bad dad rock. And it's just, everything about that band symbolises dad rock for me now. Whereas a lot of the other bands we've listened to don't don't symbolise that. It's like, like you said, the way they dress, the way they act, the fact that they were old as fuck when they recorded that <laughs> album yeah. doesn't help. Moving on to the award for the least dad rock. Okay, the nominees here are At The Driving with Relationship of Command, Sick of It All with Yours Truly, Placebo with Black Market Music, and The Distillers with Self-Titled. And the winner of the least dad rock goes to... At The Driving with Relationship of Command. So at the drive-in, I think we've mentioned before, they're, they're so hard to label. They don't sound anything like anything before or after them, really. So they're, they're almost like a, a genre in themselves. So to call them dad rock is just miles away. So yeah, nowhere near. Yeah, it's very difficult to call a band like Out the Drive-In dad rock when you listen to it. You know, I can't imagine a dad has ever gone, oh, this is amazing. Oh, I can't actually, I do it all the time. Ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> But imagine, like, so, well, yeah, no, but, like, imagine my dad coming in, and he used to be, like, he'd put on ACDC. Imagine if your dad just walked into the room and put um, one arm scissor on. You'd be like, what the fuck is this, dad? This is mental. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, this is fucking sick. I love this. This is true, yeah. yeah. Actually, it depends how old you are, because we did not get along with it when we were younger. Okay, Martin, we've got the last two awards of the night, of the day, of the morning. And this next award is an award that I'm sure nobody really wants, but someone's going to get it. It is the Worst Album Award. And the nominees are Crazy Town, The Gift of Game, Crazy Town, The Gift of Game, or Crazy Town, no, I'm joking, um, Taproot, Gift, The Distillers, self-titled, or Raging Speedhorn, self-titled. I think it's pretty unsurprising that most of these were on our listener request episode. 
And the winner is... Crazy Town with Gift of Game. Such a terrible album from start to finish. Terrible lyrics. Quite awful lyrics, really. Um, and just a terrible frontman as well. Terrible. Okay, finally, Martin, the most coveted award of the evening, morning, or whenever you listen to this, is the award for the best album. Give us the nominees. So the nominees are Mudvayne, LD50, Slipknot, self-titled, Rage Against the Machine, self-titled, or Rage Against the Machine, Renegades. Two Rage Against the Machine? I'm not shocked, to be honest. The winner of the best album award is... Rage Against the Machine, self-titled. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised at all, to be honest, because that is an absolutely sick album, and I think, like you've mentioned already, it still stands the test of time. Well deserved. So, I guess, just to let listeners know how we scored most of those categories, or most of those award awards, is that me and Martin kept a scorecard... After we, we did each episode or listened to each album, and we asked questions like, how much did you like it then? How much do you like it now? How does it rate on the, on the nostalgia factor? And would you listen to it again? And I wanted to highlight a couple of things. So the question where we said, how would you rate the album now? So what did you think of the album now? You, Martin, gave quite a lot of the albums a number one, which is one for, that's the worst you could get, one out of five, one being the worst. Yeah. So you put in Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory, Disturbed, Down With A Sickness, Limp Biscuit, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavoured Water, Deftones, White Pony, Crazy Town, The Gift of Game, and Taproot, Gift. I was a lot less harsh with my scores. I only gave one album a score of one, and that was Crazy Town, The Gift of Game. But I think it shows really how some albums might have been great at the time, or you thought they were great at the time, but when you listen back to them 20 years later, they don't stand up. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, well, for example, like Chocolate Starfish, I scored what I scored it then would have been a four, um, but now it's a one, because it just, yeah, it does not stand the test of time. Um, the other couple of albums, I didn't really listen to that much at the time, so that probably didn't help with my nostalgia or with my scoring, really, because I was never into it. Well, no, this is what you scored now. So this is listening to it. So even though you might never have listened to it in the past, you listen to it with fresh ears now and thinking, is this a good album? And the answer was clearly no. Oh, yeah, but... No, but I think sometimes you have... You look, you overlook a lot of things as well, though. You know, like, if you're really into it, you kind of think, do you know what, I still love it. You know, it's still got a place in my heart kind of thing, but... Because I never bothered listening, like I never bothered with them at the time, it kind of made it quite hard to be like, oh yeah, I really like it now. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right though. So do you want to know what your, well, I, you know what your top scoring albums were, so I'm going to tell the listeners. So your top scoring albums were Rage Against the Machine, self-titled. You scored that with a five, and I also scored that with a five. Is this a nostalgia off with a now? No, so this is listen to it now. Right, okay. And then Mudvayne, LD50, you scored it with a four, and I scored it with a three. And Placebo, Black Market Music, you scored that with a four as well, and I scored that with a three. So that is, you listen to the album now, what you would rate it. And I think I think with Mudvayne, for example, you had that as a five back then, but it was a four now. 
with Placebo, you had that as a three back then, but you moved it up to a four. And I think that was the only album where you moved it to being better listening to it now than it was listening to it, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. And then my top scoring albums were Rage Against the Machine self-titled. I scored that with a five, which we mentioned you already did as well. You gave it a five. At the Driving, Relationship of Command. I scored that with a five and you gave it a three. Slipknot self-titled. I gave that a five and you gave it a three. Refuse the Shape of Punk to Come. I gave that a five and you gave it a two. And AFI, The Art of Drowning. I scored that with a five and you scored it with a three. So clearly, you are a lot more of a critic than I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just harsh. Or maybe I'm just tone deaf and don't like, don't like, like good music. Who knows? <laughs> so I'm not sure what point I was trying to make there, but I thought it was quite interesting just to see how we scored those albums, you know, from the past 26 episodes that we've done. 2000 Wrapped. It was an obvious choice for our 27th episode. Wouldn't you agree, Steve? Yeah, definitely. And... Moving forward, we're going to do things a little bit differently, aren't we, Martin? Yeah, we're going to change up a bit and get a few guests on the show every now and then. And also, we're going to change how we choose the albums that we do as well. Yeah, we've decided that we don't want to stick to a certain year. So we're going to look at nostalgic albums from like, you know, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005. I thought you were going to carry on going then, Steve. And if you've got any albums that are seminal to your youth, please let us know. Get in touch. You can email us. It's isitdadrockyet at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you again.